Welcome to Greener Grass, a podcast. We are your hosts, Carrie Wheat and Kelly McVeigh. Today, we're so excited to have Rob Kelly back on the pod. Back in episode 17, he first came on the pod to talk about his career in the NFL and his journey with brain injury. He's now a father of three living in Boulder, Colorado. And today we're talking about parenting. It's funny yet also deep how we muddle through and figure it out. We talk about parenting hacks and how the hell we are still alive after growing up in the 80s and 90s. I'm so excited to share this with you. We had so much fun. Let's get started. For our listeners today, we've asked uh, Rob to come back. We just want Rob to come back because we have so much fun talking to him. But today, since we're all parents now, I'm I'm a parent of a toddler. But these two, we have like, if we take the three of us, the ages of the kids like really span like 20 years. Because Kelly's got some older kids. Rob's kids are in the middle and mine is really young. This is good. Good spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of tried to come prepared here. So I have my like, you know, answers here. Like that's some of this stuff. And I'm not prepared at all, which. That's okay. And you went to happy hour. So this is going to be really interesting and fun. I really did get a happy hour, you guys. So this should be. <laughs> oh, you were dressed up for that. Okay. So. I'm like, look at her. ready to go out. I wasn't really dressed up. I This is what I wore for work today. I mean, I do video calls already. Yeah, we do ha- love how you look. Ten. I appreciate you guys. Oh, God. I can't believe this. I'm the good one at school. Dude, you know, the, the first, first time. time. Yes. This is <laughs> Kelly. Literally the first time. I did this for you, basically. <laughs> Thank you, because literally, I have never, it's never happened in my life, so I, I'm going to feel this smart kid, because I came prepared, but um, I did, wasn't saying that to brag. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see. Let's bring it on. All right. Yeah. Okay, so first question. Name one trick you use to sneak veggies into your kids. Blend them up. Cut, cut them in. Protein shakes. Put cheese on it, or, or you know, put some ketchup on it. Ketchup or cheese. Good answer. Okay. I've been like just putting the spinach in the omelet, but she takes it out now. And then I've been putting the spinach in the lasagna and then both her and Asa pick it out. Puree it so they can't see it. So it doesn't turn it green? Well, it'll be a little bit green, but then you add it into the red sauce. I puree the spinach and then put yeah. it in the red sauce enough yeah. for it not to be super green. <laughs> oh, it won't be. It won't be green. The red sauce will cover it up. I mean, it may make it a little weird color, but I mean, like they can't pick out a puree. That's a, the, Kelly, am I right? Yeah, listen, I am all about the red sauce. I think that's super smart. So I do banana, peanut butter, chocolate, protein, powder, kale. Yeah, I mean, they can't be in the room when I'm making it, but... Oh, see, I was going to ask you, are they watching you make it? They don't. They are not watching me make it. Okay. That's one of those ingredients that you add, like, when your their backs are turned. Like, you're like, look at that bird over there. Like, our kitchen, we have, like, this outdoor area with a bunch of, like, seed and stuff. And so there's squirrels and stuff. And so, like, I use that as a big diversion <laughs> area. Like, look! 
oh my god there's two squirrels and, and i'm like you know which throw in the like the two things protein powder or you know um uh like you know like you said brussels sprouts into the mix and you know where they don't see it you got to kind of have diversions I like the red sauce theory i mean ketchup covers a lot of action mm-hmm. yeah but it's also you know like i talked to my wife about it. it's also sugar you know it's basically like you're putting sugar on stuff but but it's also i mean like it's the introduction to help them get their greens i don't know what's what's the trade-off i'm not i'm not a nutritionist but I don't know. It seems to me that you kind of just get, try to get it in their mouth and whatever, because like, I don't do a lot of ketchup, but sometimes if I let her dip something in ketchup or like ranch, she'll eat it. I'm like, screw it. That's the Midwest in you. (laughs) Yeah. Like Asa's from Chicago. He was just like, what is this deal with ranch dressing? I was like, I can't help it. I love me some ranch. (laughs) So the answer the winner answer is two parts. It's puree and diversion. I'm learning a lot. Okay. So one food that you're surprised that your kid likes. So say younger kids, peas. My kids would eat just peas. This sounds even more horrible, but peas out of a can, like not even cooked plain peas. Now, if I could get them to do that now, this that would be so absolutely magical now, I mean, I guess Emerson eats um, raw fish and sushi, but she's like my easygoing child. So I don't know that there's anything really that I can brag on now, but peas for when they were younger is definitely a brag. I'll go with. Sloan loves peas. I mean, she's she's a little pea. Then um, it's a surprising thing. He loves goat cheese and beets. Oh, wow. That's a really like foodie thing. We used to live in Delaware and there was this restaurant out in Delaware that had this little appetizer and it was like melted goat cheese and beets. As a young kid, he fell in love with it. And so like his palate is, I can't believe, honestly, these kids, some of the stuff that they eat. But so today I, 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 I'm like, okay, guys, I'm just curious. What's, what is, what's your favorite food? thinking, you know, what kind of answer am I going to get, you know? So Finn, pirate booty. Oh. And Sloan was butter. Just straight butter? Yeah. She, <laughs> she said she would just have a stick of butter and eat it. That would be the only thing that she could eat. She'd be fine with that. So that was their answers. Has she ever tried to do that? Because that would, would not turn out well, I think, if you actually tried it. She is a huge dairy fan. And we have to we have to like limit her uh, on her on, on on the amount of dairy she likes. She loves butter. She loves butter. We get this like butter from a local farm. Oh yeah, it's probably great. Grass fed. Oh man, it's like it, it almost looks green. It's like almost doesn't look like yellow. It looks almost like orangish because it's like got a little bit green hue to it because the cows are just so. I don't know. She loves it. So those are the surprises. Um, that was those are the funny ones, but the surprises was uh, uh, Sloan is a pea lover, and Finn is a um, was goat cheese and beets. Tell one pea or poo related story at any age. And uh, Mason or no Cameron, we were at the mall. They were- oh my god, he's gonna hate you. He's like twenty one. I know. We were playing in the food court. He was in potty training. He said he needed to go to the bathroom. And we were taking him to the bathroom and he peed all over. (laughs) Done. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. Rob. Okay. This is uh, when my daughter Cassidy was like, I think she was like nine months old. This is when I lived in studio city. So we were driving home from the beach and we got stuck in traffic, which is, you know, Carrie LA traffic less than 30 minute drive is now a two hour drive and we're stuck. And it's after a day at the beach where everybody's kind of cranky, ready to be at home. We look in the back seat and Cassidy has like this enormous diaper and it's just, it did the car just reeks the heat every, you know, we're like, and I remember Emily touched the diaper, like Wiley coyote pushed down the XXX thing and it just exploded. <laughs> Sorry. It, it was awesome. It totally went, went everywhere. It, it like we had yeah. to pull off the highway. We were on. Oh my God. Yeah, we're on the side of the highway. It's all hot and we're changing her. Did you guys have anything you needed? Did you have any wipes in the car? Did you have paper towels? What'd you have? You know, a trip to the beach isn't one of those times where you're going to mess around and like, right. you know, leave shit at home. I'm, I mean, everything was there in the car. So luckily, you know, yeah, maybe a t-shirt had to be involved or something, but uh, the majority of it was all taken care of in time. I love it. Uh, on my end, because my bean is so little, everybody, <laughs> her, all her pooing things are actually like normal. So the story I have for you is about my pooing when she was little. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so I have IBS. It acts up randomly. Okay. And especially after I was pregnant, my digestion was like so weird and crazy and off. I think it was the first six months of her life. I was home with her by myself. Asa was at work and I was breastfeeding her. So I had her on my boob. My stomach starts rumbling. Okay. <laughs> so, so basically. <laughs> yeah, should, should. So basically I run, I run to the bathroom with her on my boob and like butt explodes in the toilet <laughs> and she's still drinking. <sighs> and i'm in i'm in pain too like it's so painful of course and so i'm like dying i'm dying but i can't also put her down because she's so little i'm like do i just lay her down on like the shower rug (laughs) so anyways i just i just let her keep feeding and i finish what i'm doing and i just thank god i'm at home no harm no foul and That's awesome. You know, <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. I'm so happy you told that. <laughs> and the best part is now the world knows, oh. but you know what? I feel like other women might feel seen and heard because I'm not the first woman to do this. I am not. Can, cannot oh, be. It's happened to a lot of people. It's happened you to know? a lot of people. Um, not me um, that I can think of because I don't have a breast. You know, it's like, I'm not alone. So now you guys know that. And I'm really glad to bring happiness, happiness to your life, Rob. (laughs) That was great. Thanks for your honesty. (laughs) Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very happy to share that. Okay. So so next question, Uh, tell one story from the newborn stage 
So I guess this is kind of in the same category, but if you have another story that will make us laugh, or you can even tell us about catching your baby, because Rob, I know you guys had a birth at home or more than one. Talk about those, but honestly, here, let me just kind of boomerang uh, off of uh, off of your story. Okay. Finn was just born. So I have Finn, one of the, you know, that little, the Bjorn thing, is that the thing that you put in the front and they like, yeah, like crusting yeah. in your chest? So I had him in that little carrier thing, like, you know, walking around the house, like helping out. Emily just gotten out of the shower and I like happened to like uh, came into the bathroom or something like that. And like, you know, like I leaned, I literally like leaned in to like say something to her. And as I like leaned in, he like leans his head out of the thing and, and like somehow gets his mouth onto her like nipple. <laughs> and as we're talking, starts like breastfeeding <laughs> as yeah. Finn and Finn was, he was a big, Oh man. He was like, to like three, I think three, maybe or something. <gasps> okay, so he literally like, but he wasn't that old when when he was in the Bjorn. This is two. He was about two, two. So, so like I said, he was still like a, a big, <laughs> big feeder. It's like when you see a jet refueling in the air. Somehow that they, somehow those two things connect in in like, and you're like, how did they do that? It was sort of like that. <laughs> It was much more funny. It was, it was pretty, it was a good, it was a oh good Oh my time. God. Your kid has so much like coordination actually. Yeah. And a lot of love for the boob. A lot, a lot of love, love for, for the, the boob. boob. Oh my God. That's yeah. amazing. I, I really yeah. want to meet your wife someday because that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Kelly, did you just, you missed that just now, Kel, cause you had to walk away for a second. So my doorbell was ringing. So I missed the whole story. I feel like I almost am happy just to listen to the podcast when it comes out and be surprised. Oh, apparently was super funny. Well, yeah. <laughs> look up airplanes refueling in air. Like, like, yeah, how they like there's a there's a big jumbo plane that refuels like fighter jets. Like, look how they make that connection, and it's kind of like that. That kind of happened. So, listen, talking about nursing. Um, I had someone that didn't like the concept of nursing. And so I squirted them with milk once. <laughs> <laughs> I was nursing and they were like, that is so disgusting and gross. And I can't even believe you do that. And I just. <laughs> You're in public. You did this in public. No, oh, no. In my family room, like sitting on the couch. There's, that's totally <laughs> fine to do. And you're like, you can your own get house. some reach with that stuff. Did you like squirt it just on their face or in their mouth or what? It was a dude, wasn't it? It was a girl. I just Oh, it was a girl. I was just took it, squirted, and then yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was her problem? She just did it. She was like, that's gross. I don't even know why you do it. And I just so I squirted her. <laughs> I thought it was hysterical. I thought it was so funny. Oh my gosh. Uh we obviously hang out with each of us for a reason, because I think that's hilarious. Right? So yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. hilarious. Um, should we move on or should we go? I wanted to ask you about this, like having a baby at home. Yeah, good old ask. Did you guys have a midwife at the house or a doula? Yeah, so we went to these people called Choice in um, uh, Worthington. I, I remember this was for when we were going to have Sloan. Worthington, Ohio? That's where I live. Yeah, well, I used to live in Clintonville. Okay, so weird. 
So that's where we met our midwives and, you know, they interviewed, you know, obviously Emily and, you know, um, I was just a passenger. She was like learning to fly the shuttle. And I was like, basically like, I got the glory of being there, like right at the end. Like, you know, like I was like, I signed with the team, like right before they won the Super Bowl, <laughs> pretty much. This was much more fun because helping her along the way was much more fun than being involved in like football. They'll give you this huge tub. It's basically like if I would lay down in it. So I'm like six foot, like two, I think. So it's probably like six foot five, like, like, like in diameter, three and a half, four feet tall or something, three feet tall. You fill it up with like basically lukewarm, like bath water. So when Emily's, you know, started to get her, you know, like her contractions, we called them up and this is all like, you know, prepared and dialed in. No like medication, no pain stuff, no nothing. Basically like vomited. Or, like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm just sitting there watching her. Like she kept on like her sports bra and got into this tub where she was basically, you know, from her like breast down uh, in the water. Now, the first time I didn't get in, honestly, like I didn't get like so much involved because I thought it was just, I didn't know how magical it was really going to be. Three girls, ladies there helping her out, you know, through this whole thing, just really just quiet and uh, um, really peaceful. And sudden I'm like looking and all of a sudden, like, a, you know, a head starts, you know, and it, she basically gives birth to Sloan. Wow. In this tub, the lady uh, caught, you know, caught Sloan the first and then handed her right to me. And then, you know, so we get to have her right there. Not anything like you think it's not bloody. It, it's not messy. It's not like gross. It is absolutely the opposite of what you think like this tub would like be or the situation would be like so beautiful and so pure. And I'm so fortunate that we were able to bring you know uh, sloan and finn into the world like that finn was when i actually got into the tub and i was really a part of the process it wasn't just because it was like a boy it was just because i like i saw the magic of you know the first time and um i really wanted to be a part of it so you know they helped me and just wow you know kind of cradle the head as it's basically like the nurse i cradled her head and you know just kind of just came right into my hands and i just i held her and the placenta was still attached so you could see the cord pumping still pumping wow so i got to cut it twice i was there for my daughter cassidy's and that was in a hospital Mm -hmm. very different it was like you know very bright just so different hats off to emily for being brave enough to do this but honestly it was over like that it's like one of those things It's you practice and you practice and it's like that the game just goes and you're like, it's over with, you know, the game's like you won or, you know, it's, 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 it doesn't even matter. The game's over because you were in the moment so much. And because like so much preparation, like we just between us went into it. Like it made it feel like it was one of those things where you're like, my God, time flew pretty magical experience. I'll just say that. I, I wish everyone could have that experience but it's it's not for everyone it's well it's not for everyone because i was like give me that fucking epidural <laughs> yeah i can imagine so she's a warrior she's a warrior all women that decide to go that route knowing that there's no you know you're just in it and you're in it till the end and she's a warrior and you guys 
just had this magical way of bringing your kids into the world, you know, because she, you know, obviously was brave and she knew what she wanted. And yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Emily Kelly, even though I've never met her. I want to meet her. Definite warrior. Makes sense that she's with you because you guys are like badasses for sure. Obviously I had four kids, but I have a little quick childbirth story. If you want to hear it, Carrie. I want to hear it. Give it to me. I want to hear it. I did do epidurals just so everyone knows. And I remember it was time to push for Miss Emerson. And I looked out and there were like, let's say 10 to like 10 to 11. And obviously I was drugged, but there were multiple kids. They were kids in the hallway with scrubs on. And I was like, what, what are they doing out there? And they were like, you said that the class could come in and watch. Oh, did I say this before the epidural? When did I say this? Did I say this right when you gave me the epidural? Like I had no recollection to agreeing to this. Oh my God. Yeah. And they're like, (laughs) no, you 100% said that you were totally fine with the class coming in. This class files in to the room and listen, these kids are babies. They are babies. And my best friend was there, Karen. And they said that Karen had to leave because there were too many people in the room. And I'm like, if you're class of kids can stay, but my effing best friend has to leave. Like, no, if they're staying, she's staying. And they were like, fine, fine. She can stay. Anyway, I remember looking at them and saying, no videos. And you better all become freaking doctors. Every single one of you better never drop out of school and become doctors. Anyway, it was obviously my third child, but I do remember like some of the girls crying and sobbing. I don't remember a whole lot of it, but a whole entire class watched me give birth. Is that funny or what? Wow. It's fucking hilarious, Kelly. <laughs> like, I swear in my life, I just remember seeing all of them in the hallway and I was like, what are these people doing there? And they're like, you said they could come and watch. And I'm like, when? When did I say that? Mid-contraction? All right, let's go on to, uh, let's go on to some light su- subjects. So this is more for you guys because you have older kids. So do you have a story of your kid using a swear word and how you dealt with it? Do you have anything like that? Uh, Kelly, do you want to go? I saw something on a child's phone that was inappropriate. Carrie, you and I have talked about white lying to children to help parent. And I had a parent meeting with the whole family and told all everyone that if someone looked up something inappropriate on their phone, that I was got a notification on my phone. Oh my God. Immediately. Oh my God. I told them that I had been getting notifications on my phone and I didn't know whose phone it was or what they were looking up, but that I knew people were looking up inappropriate things on their phone. No one said anything. And then like a couple hours later, a child came to me and said they were looking up Eminem lyrics, like lyrics to one of the songs. And that that's probably why I was getting notifications. And I never said that I knew what they were really looking up, but I was like, thank you for being honest and telling me. And just so you know, I do get a notification every time. <laughs> anyway, but we're not going to go into the detail of what they were really looking up because we already know. But yeah, it was it was not um, Eminem lyrics. Let's just say that. But I thought that was very creative. 
felt like they really thought through it and they thought like, what can I bring to the table here? Half honesty, right? I mean, like he tried. Like, yeah, I mean, as a teacher, what kind of effort do you give that kid? I mean, for coming up with that. He could have just just said, like bailed out and said, like, I'm not even going to be involved in this. But he kind of like involved himself in the situation. <laughs> was it was the M&M? Was that a good enough thing? I thought it was pretty um, clever. You know what I mean? Like I was looking up <laughs> lyrics and that was definitely had explicit language in it. And okay. that's why you were getting a notification. And I was just like, thank you so much for letting me know. I really appreciate you coming forward. <laughs> Even though I knew that's not what it was about. Like, you know, you were saying like the white lie thing. Like, is it okay to white lie to your kids? And I was like, and I asked like, do we white lie to our kids? And I was like, I guess, I think what we, we try and do like right now at this age, and I'm talking like I have control over Finn and Sloan right now. So, uh, you know, Cassidy's in LA with their mom going to school. So what we try and do is protect their innocence. If that makes sense. We're honest, but like maybe we'll admit some stuff that we don't feel like they need to like hear, you know, maybe like say it's not for you to worry about. This is just something not for you to worry about, but like they still are looking forward to December this year. Very, very much. It's a very precious thing. It's special. And, um, for me, there's this like thin line of like trying to just keep this, protect this innocence and, and see how long we can keep it going. And I think when they're ready, I think that they're, they'll know they're, they're, it's ready. That's, that's I think what, what we try and do. I don't think we have any younger listeners that we're going to like bust all of their dreams. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, Kelly, that transition from believing to not like when, when does that happen and how do you deal with this if they have younger siblings, you know? So listen, Kenzie Boo at Kenzie Boo and she is 20 now, but she was, she's a little mini Kelly McVeigh and gorgeous to bat. But she, listen, it was like fifth grade or something. And I'm like, when is she going to freaking quit believing all this stuff? Right. Yeah. That she came down and was like devastated. (laughs) The tooth fairy didn't show up. And I was like, well, it rained last night. I mean, she can't fly in the rain. Are you kidding me? Like, it just doesn't work that way. And she's like, oh, (laughs) but I remember she came to me and it was old. I mean, it probably was fifth grade, at least fifth grade. It might've been sixth grade. And she came to me and said that she found her letter to Santa in my dresser drawer. And why is it in the dresser drawer? Oh, no. And she was old, you guys. And I was like, listen, he's, it's not, it's not a real deal. Like he's not real. And she's like, are you kidding? And I'm like, no, like, it's always good to believe, but you're like, you didn't know. Yeah. I'm like, this is not real. (laughs) Anyway, she left my bedroom and then she came in like 30 minutes later, you guys (laughs) listen. And I have to tell you, it really was like fifth or sixth grade. And she's like, she's like mom. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like the Easter bunny too. And I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, babe. The Easter Bunny too. Like he is also not real. Yeah, see, that's all still real here. We've had incidents where like um, money has been forgotten for the tooth fairy, but like you know, I mean, like we're all forgetful people. I mean, especially in this household, 
for the tooth fairy to just like, oh, think of how many people lost a tooth yesterday. Oh, that's a pretty good one. Maybe probably going to get you tomorrow. Just put it back underneath there. And it's like, uh, my kids have never been like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's here. If there's ever been one of those, like, you know, a question kind of make up a random, you know, excuse. It's going to happen. I know it is. It's such a beautiful thing still you still get to be witness like a little bit of magic every now and then. No, listen, I totally. Yeah. Okay. So the question was about swear words. Like the kids, honestly, they get like really offended. If I say stupid, they're like, they're like, dad. I say like fudge or holy pajama pants. They think that's the same thing. Like they think because that, which it is basically, right? Like me saying fudge is the same thing. And they're like, that is the same thing. And I'm like, yeah. well, it's not the same thing, but I appreciate where they're coming from. The innocence is funny. I try to do the, like the Danny McBride from vice principal. I don't know if you guys ever watched that vice principal show on HBO, but he would basically cut off a lot of the words. Get the I over here. You're, you know, this, this is a lot of beat. Like he would start it with the like F and like wouldn't say the word. And so I kind of started to do that, but the kids really don't like it at all. Wow. Your kids are keeping you in line, dude. I know it's really weird because, you know, I mean, coming from an athletic background, you're used to just like, you know, drunken sailors. I really had to clean my mouth up because I used to just walk around just drop in like F bomb and, just in regular conversation. And I don't think I was really aware of it. Yeah, apparently. Um, fudge. fudge. <laughs> okay. If you want to eat a snack, but you can't eat the snack in front of your kids, like which, what is it? I have like candy jars in the corner. Like I have these jars on my counter. One does have raisins. It's just for show. One has trail mix. It's just for show. And then I have like two that have candy in them at all times. Starburst or Juju Fruits or Skittles, Easter M&M candies. And for some reason, because I have them, it's not like they're not allowed to have it. And so my kids don't really ever get into them because they've always been there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not special anymore. It's just... Yeah. I wouldn't care if my drink kids drank pop every single day and none of my kids drink pop. If they wanted to have a pop, they could. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that there's not really... Now, listen, uh, Mason could eat goldfish and Cheez-Its for every meal. So there's not perfection going on here <laughs> and by any means. like He just loves Cheez-Its, goldfish, and noodles. <laughs> but for the most part, it's a free-for-all here. So I don't know. I'm at, I'm like I'm at the like eight and ten Kellys. They can basically both eat like the same thing. Three of my children are amazing and will eat anything and are super good eaters. And it doesn't matter if they're younger and older. And I have one horrible eater who eats Cheez-Its, goldfish, and noodles. That's pretty pretty much his <laughs> that's pretty much his diet. So I have one horrible situation, but it's not really based on age. Besides the fact that I guess he was a good eater younger, I don't have like an age thing going on. I think all of my kids were really pretty good eaters when they were younger. 
the reason why I came up with this question is because I never eat dessert. But the one thing that I want if I'm going to go get a dessert is the damn blackout chocolate cake from Cheesecake Factory. I've never had you it. You haven't had that recently? I suggest to go run and get oh, one. Yeah, I've had it. No, it's so good, right? It. You can't really go wrong with any kind of like dessert from there. I mean, it's going to be like gargantuan and way too much, but that's what you came there for. That's what, that's why you showed up, right? Yes. I mean, it's not like you showed up there. Yeah. I mean, it's like, come on, we're not here to fuck around. <laughs> I mean, like bring the big piece of cake. Yes. I get it to go and I nibble at it for like a week. Okay. So the problem now is the bean, I cannot eat it in front of her because either I share it with her, which I don't have a problem with, but the problem is, is then I end up just taking two bites and putting it back in the fridge. Like I can't actually eat it. I mean, she'll put it down like me or Asa. Like her mouth is open so big when it comes to that cake. <laughs> so I've I've started to like go in the bathroom after she's gone to sleep, you know, or even when she's not asleep, just go in the bathroom and eat cake. Is that bad? I, I'm totally supportive of it. I'm, I think, I feel like it's okay. You're not alone. Yeah. You know, the, the reason why I have a refrigerator in our garage. Oh, well, it's attached to the house, but like, so it's like one of those nice things where you can like walk like right into the uh-huh. garage, like from the house. Yeah. We had to get a new fridge. And so they were like, what do you want to do with this old one? And I was like, well, can we just plug it in like over there? <laughs> and so, yeah. And so, cause I was like, man, thinking of the future, I'm going to have to have all my little snacks down here. And my like, you know, I try not to eat this stuff in front of, in, in front of the kids. I have this little like Mexican canteen up the street. And they have like the most like awesomest treats. And the kids are always like, Dad, what is that? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you do. And I'm like, no, I really don't know. I don't really, because it's like hiding. I mean, they know I'm eating it. They see it. It's like, they know it just like there's a ghost not coming and eating it. You know what I mean? This is parenting that people can send us an email or a message and say we're, that I'm a bad parent. Emerson is 11. She's in middle school. She hates mornings. I have never met a person that hates mornings so much. She's a night owl for, owl for sure. She hated mornings in kindergarten. Like I had to carry her into every kindergarten morning because she hates mornings so much. Anyway, she likes coffee, people. Oh, he would take a little drink of, like if I would get Starbucks or something here and there over the years. Now she's in sixth grade and I basically make my coffee, make her coffee. And then we put cinnamon toast crunch creamer in it with a little chocolate syrup in hers. And I make it do it in a styrofoam to go cup and she drinks it on the way to school. And I know this, bring it on. Tell me how horrible of a parent I am. No, but do you think it actually helps her in the morning in school? By the time we get to school, she's awake. She's happy. I'm not saying she wants to go any more than she would have, but she looks forward to that coffee with cinnamon toast crunch creamer. She's just like a complete adult already. So I feel like... Like an espresso machine. Yeah, like European families, don't they start their kids on coffee pretty early. Am I, am I just making that up? No idea. Hold on. I'm going to text my European family over in France. Oh my gosh. I love that you're right now. (laughs) No, but I, I seriously, I think that they, I think that they drink 
like they they like they casually have like wine at dinner and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, for sure. Which is like as teenagers and stuff like that. And to me, you know, I was thinking about it the other day. It's not much different than soda. No, it's actually better than soda because it's natural. Yeah. And so I never drank really coffee growing up at all, but um, my daughter, she got Emily into drinking these kombucha things. Yaz mate. You know what I'm talking about? Yerba mate? Yerba mate? You're, that's exactly. Oh my gosh. They're like yerba mate beans. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. And so I've like had to like detox them and like take it away from the house because it turned them into like detox them from yerba mate. So I would be careful of that if anybody. Well, yerba mate is super caffeinated. Like that stuff is like a lot of caffeine, right? You know, I'll come back and say this. I can't be critical of pretty much anybody's eating style because I went through high school and I think at lunch, I think I had one of those red fruit drinks that we used to have there, whatever they were. It was like not Hawaiian punch, but it was like a red fruit drink. Yeah. I would have a honey bun Yeah, and I would smash that because I liked it like really smashed. (laughs) I might have had like a bologna sandwich and some chips and like every day for four years, that's what propelled this body. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't like shakes and like with these kids, like, you know, I wasn't doing like having those ropes in my hand and like, you know, going all crazy and stuff. I was literally like pounded sugar, eating horrible food and somehow going out on the football field and basketball and track and performing and stuff like that. And like, not like having like, I don't know how like I'm still like functional, but I, I didn't survive off much. So Nork High, we had a Frosty machine. I would get a chocolate Frosty that was kind of like a Wendy's Frosty. They had homemade cookies, three for a dollar, <laughs> chocolate chip. And I had French fries and I would mix ketchup and mayonnaise together and dip my fries into that. And that was my lunch yeah. every year in high school. Wait, every day? If I had money. Oh my God. Well, we had a slushy machine on the side. Do you remember that, Rob? Or is that... When did... Oh. No, that wasn't there when They I was brought there. it there by the time I was there in my maybe like junior or senior year. There's a full on, like you can get the pumps of the, you know, neon green shit in there. That shit got me through religion class with Miss Maney right after lunch, you guys. Oh, Miss Maney. Really bad timing to have that right after lunch. No, I mean, she was just like, it was religion class and it was right after lunch. It was my senior yeah. year. I was like, this is the worst timing ever because I'm falling asleep. I'm in food coma. I just need some fucking sugar to get through this religion class. So there are foods that I will never again eat, not because I have a problem with them, because they don't exist anywhere in my life. Like there was, there was something called the pizza burger. Do you remember this? And it was like every like other week where it's just like a, a like a meat patty and then pizza filling. Yeah. Yes, I do. Did we have that? We had that in our right? Yeah. But I'm like. I think it's because these food processing things that send out the food, they like, they like come up with these like inventions and they, like, they like probably test them on like high schools <laughs> and stuff like that before they like, you know, like give it to the military or like, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, hurricane victims or something like that. Oh my God. Like they give it to like, 
they give it to us first. Did, did some die? Like, are they okay? Can I tell you that as gross as it might sound to the podcast listeners, I look forward to lunch at school, San Francis and Nerd Catholic so much because at home, my mom made Chinese food, which would only be called food. But since we're Chinese, it's Chinese cuisine. So we would be eating like Chinese like based food at home. And I would never get quote unquote American food until I went to school. Ever? My neighbor, who is my mom's best friend at the time, like had to teach her how to make casserole and spaghetti. Like it's new to her. So my mom would sometimes make it. Yeah. For the most part, we were having like uh-huh. rice and noodles and and stir fried meat and veggies at night. And it sounds great and everything, right? But I just wanted American food. Like I loved <laughs> like ice cream scoop of the um, mashed potatoes, like perfectly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. round. <laughs> do you have anything that you want to say about being a parent that could make us laugh i'll go first just because i'm gonna jump i have a story but i can't tell it. it's too inappropriate but i yes a child asked me recently if everything was okay in the bedroom and i was like there's just we were wrestling (laughs) that's what i said <laughs> it's amazing. She's like, is everything okay? I heard, I heard loud noises. And I was like, it was a total wrestle match. Everything's fine. That's my, that's my recent funny story. Okay, I'm going to help <laughs> Becky Baxter. You guys tell your funny story and I can't wait to hear it. But I'm going to check back in and see if you're still here. But I'll be back. I love you both. All right, Kelly. Okay. See you, Kelly. I mean, I'm trying to think of any stories that I want to end the pod with because Kelly is really good. You know, the best thing for me was that I got sober. What it allowed me to do was to fully participate in my children's lives from, you know, morning till night. This is kind of what I wanted to do. And, you know, as part of my whole kind of life plan was to do the work early in life. And then it was like, I really knew I wanted to have a family. And to spend time, you know, with them, because I didn't get to spend, you know, as much time with my parents growing up as I did. You know, we did a lot of sporting stuff, a lot of sporting events, you know what I mean? But like, I didn't go fishing with my dad and I didn't, you know, get to, you know, I did get to hang out with my mom and stuff and do, you know, some, you know, she taught me how to bake and like the kind of time that I used to put aside for my, for myself, mm-hmm. I've given up on that. Try, I've become fully vested in like the kids' lives, in their happiness, watching their lives go where it goes. I'm not being that parent that's like pushing my like son to do something or pushing my daughter to be somebody or like she wants to be a dragon. Oh my God, I love it. Finn is just like a gentle soul and he just loves to fish and he's very kind of nature and very loving and uh, got a very old soul about him. So listening to your kids and allowing them to have a voice. My son, my daughter, you know, every they've all taught me lessons that I that if I would have just, you know, kept talking and kept saying, No, it's my way is the only is the right way. You know what I mean? Instead of maybe saying, Well, okay, well tell me. Tell me what you think. Tell me your view. Being able to do that has, I think, opened up 
not only my relationship with this Sloan and Finn, but with my 14 year old with Cassidy, because, you know, we have open, honest conversations about life, about, I just feel like being open and honest, fully participating in your child's life is because it goes by so fast. I'm enjoying myself from the shits to the throw ups to the food. It's all to me fun, to be honest with you. I'm so excited every time we get to talk to you. Thanks for dude. Thanks. Thanks for being you. And I'm, I'm really just also happy that the three of us have become friends through this process. I'm really stoked about that. It's pretty cool. No, it's always, it's so much fun. So much fun. I really hope you guys had as much fun as we did. Thanks so much for listening. If you go to our show notes, you can become part of our family. Go ahead and subscribe there at the link and give us the honor of a five-star rating and review anywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to Rob for joining us today. And thank you for listening. This is Greener Grass. Are you going gray? What am I going gray? Look at that, huh? That's a lot of work. I think gray is hot on guys. Sal and I have this conversation all the time. I think salt and pepper, like bring it on. <laughs> Well, it's like, what, what am I going to do anymore about this? It's ridiculous to try and like do. There's nothing you could do to like, yeah, whatever. I love it.